On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, we get it out of the mud. Mud City, to be specific. For Dylan Andrews, the sensationally talented guard out of LA, Mud City is a place he's familiar with and a place we can all associate with. Along with Kajani Wright, Dylan's counterpart at Windward in LA, they've built a basketball powerhouse in a place that's otherwise overlooked. What you need to know about Dylan is he's positioning himself as one of the best all-around players of his class, and he's working towards a big-time leap onto the basketball radar. Besides sensational athleticism, Gil sees a mainstay for Dylan as a big shot maker. And really, that's just in your DNA. The guys that run towards the pressure and instinctively know how to slow the game down in clutch situations. It's another episode of the No Chill Podcast to dig into. Remember, you can get every episode as soon as they drop on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget about the No Chill channel on YouTube. Subscribe if you haven't already. And don't forget, you can catch every episode of No Chill with Gilbert Arenas, Mondays, 8 o'clock Eastern on Fubo. Welcome to another edition of No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. I'm Mike Botticello, right over there. That's Gilbert Arenas. How you doing? Right, was that Tony Parker? Tony Parker, yep, yep. Representing the French man. I always want to know the note on on those. They put a personalized message to it, right? Is it trash talk? Is it a compliment? Something. <laughs> no one, no, no, no one trash talk. No one trash talk. Mm-hmm. I to think me? I've actually seen a few. What did it say? I can't repeat that on, on air. Oh. Some <laughs> profanity in there. Actually, people of my skin complexion probably shouldn't say that word. Oh. But that's like, what's up, my? No, no, no. You might like, come get this. <laughs> oh, somebody said that. Oh, yeah. Come get this. It was like Jermaine O'Neal, somebody you can imagine. Oh, that's my dude. That's my dude, though. You know who else is our dude? You're in the you're in the group now. Dylan Andrews. Right. Welcome to No Chill. Thank you. Thanks you're for one of me. our dudes. So what people have to know is we always talk about LA schools and LA talent. Sierra Canyon's got all the attention, crossroads on the map, Etiwanda, those other schools, but Windward, where you are right now. We've had Juju Watkins on, mm-hmm. but what the, what the boys program is, you guys are on the map. Yeah. Um, so tell us what we should be, what we should know about Winward. What's going on there? Well, Winward, before I came there, it was like no one really knew about Winward. Now we put Winward on the map. We just wanted, we just came off winning a CIF championship, which is pretty good. Also, but one thing about Winward, we're like, we're like a really small school and Basketball wasn't really like, it was more of a, like the girls team. Everybody knew about the girls basketball team. But now the boys basketball team is on the rise. I'm like, we just want all the smoke. We're coming for everybody. That's one thing you need to know about when we're. Yeah, what's so funny is like, um, all the private schools is popping now. All about, I mean. Like, would you, you never went there when you were here? You what? never heard of Winward? You never Nobody played wanted, them? Private right? school was like, come on, it's a bunch of rich, they saw it, they <laughs> suck, bro. That was, that was like, you didn't play against those. Nobody wanted to, that was like, come on, that was like B squad, C's. Nobody wanted to play against Nah, that's it. what everybody thinks, like when we play against like a public school. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like we're gonna like punk them, we're gonna come out, like we're gonna play them, we're gonna foul you, you're gonna fight you <laughs> yeah, real hard. Yeah, yeah. People think we're gonna get scared, but now we end up blowing teams by 40. And if you, if you go to the school, it's like a mini college, a mini campus. Yeah. Really, what they, they literally built it. So by the time the school was established, you know, like yeah, I guess I guess since you're putting so much money in the school, you might as well make the athletic program really good. Like the only school that was really popping, that was private, was um, Harvard Westlake with the Collin Twins. You know, they were the, you know, two seven footers in high school is yeah. a big deal. So you know, it's it was hard to beat them. But other than that, everyone else was just trash. 
So you said they underestimated you. You could say you were off the radar, under the radar, you know. So is it better to be off the radar, so to speak? At first, I mean, because you get to, you, get to, you know, really look at your opponents. Um, you know they're going to take you for granted. So it's easy to, you know, it's easy to catch someone when you're the underdog, for sure. you know. Um, but, once, but once they know who you are, <laughs> from there you got to be on point because, yeah. you know, now you're a threat. I remember I heard uh, Iman Shepard say one thing. He had like a little interview type thing. He said, if you like want to be the man, you got to beat the man. And so like, you could be the underdog, but when you play the man, you got to beat that yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who's, who's, who's the top dogs in this, in, in, in your world? Like at schools? At schools, different schools. Yeah, um, what school is like? Well, of course, Sierra Canyon, they're in our league. We played and that's our rivals. Oh, well, okay. So that's one school. They have players like this year. They have players like BJ Boston, Zaire Wade. Um, basically, them. Those the whole two. team, huh? Yeah, they yeah. team full of five stars. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. whole really. team full of five stars. But we've, this was, we really should have. Uh, you know what? I've seen that sucks. game. I've seen that, I've seen that game and. You have to give yourself credit in that game. And the, the credit goes to a team full of five stars that played a zone says that they were really scared of you. You know, that's, that, that's how you have to look at it. As, as if you got five stars from position one through five come, and coming off the bench and they have to throw in a two, three zone because they're scared of people, that shows, a, you gotta like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I made you guys scared today. You know, you got to really, like, like pat yourself on the, you know, the back for that, you know, to, to force someone to go into a zone, and they're supposed to be, you know, the right. top dog team. Also, for you, I saw, you know, they, they made a lot of hype about you being matched up against Sky Clark, who obviously, he's been on the show, moved to Tennessee, but at that time, what do you do to get hyped, you know, and circle that game on the calendar? I mean, Sky Clark, that's my brother. So we've been playing against each other since middle school. So you mentioned, Gil, being in that zone, teams coming at you in a zone is a compliment. You should see it as a sign of mm -hmm. respect, but that also signifies you're no longer the underdog. They're prepared for you. So how do you flip that to knowing like, all right, we were always underground. They didn't really pay much attention to us. And now, you know, they have a target on us. I know for a fact, like I'm starting to get like hype around my name, but I'm always, I, I always feel like I'm the underdog. And so coming out into games, I just feel like even though people, I have a target on my back now, I still feel like the underdog. I'm going to go at you. I'm going to, like, stomp my foot on your neck and just, like, score at will. Yeah, see, with zones, that you, you, you have to change your game a little bit. Yeah. Um, the reason, you know, teams play zone is, one, they can't guard man-to-man. -man, so that means there's a mismatch somewhere. And I remember when the NBA put the zone in, Right? They thought it would open up three-point shooting, slope. No, we just figure out the weakest part of the zone and we just run our whole offense on it. Yeah. You know, so if you got Kawhi Leonard over there, you got Paul George over here, we're gonna pick Paul George side. Right. You know what I mean? Even though he's a great defender, but he's not, you know, so we're gonna pick our poison uh, versus, you know, zones. And then eventually they don't wanna play zone anymore. No. So, you know, with you, what I've seen is because they're in the zone, it, it, it takes away your aggression a little bit. So 
the because you're the point guard, you're used to starting up top. Right. Right. Well, up top is two defenders. You know what I mean? You got two. Def- you got two people there that you got to try to beat through. You even if you set a screen, you got to you come off hit. Bam, yeah, he's right there. One. So you got to learn how to get off the ball and basically be a two guard in a sense. Where because it's a zone, they're forcing you to play zone offense, which is more team offense. Yeah. So you got to figure out. All right, in this zone, they got this guy over here. This guy, he's slow. I'm just gonna sit there and sit on this side and just attack him versus trying to go against off the top two guards, you know, where they have the advantage. And that was the one thing I seen that because you're you have a first quick step, and a lot of people are scared of that, that that first step. And we also should recognize we talked about Winward being on the map and what you have with your team is your teammate, Johnny Wright, the <laughs> dynamic duo. So when you take on opposition, it's not just you, you guys share the the workload and the spotlight. Yeah. So describe that dynamic duo that you guys uh, Kajani, have. Kajani, Kajani, Kajani. That's my guy right there. Been playing since seventh grade, I believe. Yeah, seventh, seventh, eighth grade. And we just have just the dynamic duo. It's just we click right away. Everything I do, he knows. Everything he does, I know. And so we even have signals on the court. Um, I would say playing with him is like really fun because, and we have a, uh, we always do. One thing I like is our two-man game, which we do a lot. And that's something you're going to see coming into the next season. But we're going to kill on that for sure. But playing with him, I just love playing with him. It's exactly that, the beauty of the two-man game, two-man basketball. Well, I didn't have that in high school. No, I know you didn't. Guess what? We have something different this time. It was just one man game. You know, I I didn't have, like, not dominant. You know, that was my thing that uh, back then, you know, we didn't group up. You know, know, and the teams that did... You know, because we didn't have the exposure of, you know, um, Instagram and, you know, all the rankings that everybody wanted to be on their own so they can pat their stats and get seen. You know, now it's more about, it's about winning. So, you know, it seems like everybody's like elevated their game to coexist with other stars, which makes it easier to adapt to college and adapt to NBA. You know, versus, you know, you've been a star the whole time and then you go to a school, they got other stars and you don't know how to, you know, work with them. Like, ah, <laughs> what you mean pass you the ball? <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> you know, so it's, it, it seems like, you know, establishing, learning how to play pick and roll, learning how to play two-man games, just it's just helping you for college and, you know, that, that next level. For sure. Whatever level you're at, though, you're going to have teammates and hopefully you have good teammates to play with so you learn how to play together, mm-hmm. right? So where does that start? Off the court? I guess it's starting with AAU, you know, playing against each other, training, um, team bopping, you know, and you just get in the game and you guys just click. And then from there, it's like, man, I, I want to I I play with him. You going to this school? I'm going to come with you. And you guys get that, you know, that, that bonding quick. It was crazy with Kajani because with playing with Compton Magic, we didn't even know, like, what school. I didn't know what school he was going to. We ended up picking Winward before I was playing with Compton Magic. Oh. And then... I ended up asking like what school Kajani was going to. He said Winward. And then that next day, I believe, I got my like letter saying that I got into Winward. And then I told him, Yes, I'm coming to Winward. Here we go. Like Okay. And then that was... that's when we started like becoming closer. Okay, sure. so but so once you guys both committed and then that AAU season, right before that, that's when y'all just started yeah. working. Hey. Also, shout out to our guy Tope. Uh, Compton Magic. Yeah, got yeah, another yeah, one. Yeah. Oh. 
Everybody's going to come to Magic, baby. That's it. <laughs> That's where it's at. <laughs> the other thing, when you're when you're a talented player playing with another talented player, you feed off each other. So yeah. you push each other too. Is that how it works with you guys? Yeah, that's how it works. In practice, we push each other. We talk trash to each other. We get mad at each other sometimes about the fight. So it's always fun like that. Yeah, that's that's what brings out you know the best the best talent, the best you know when you it's two five star players and. You know, instead of teaming up together, y'all going against each other, just he's pushing his five, you pushing your, I mean, your four, he's pushing his four, and you guys are just yeah. really pushing you guys' will in practice when if you guys were on the same team, you're just dominating. Right. You know, and that's, it seemed like that's the best way to get the, get the best out of everybody, you know, that's the supporting cast, because, you know, as great as you two are, you're going to need everybody else to play their, their, no, their roles sure. too. You know, because, you know, sometimes when you're, coming off the bench or your third option, fourth option, sometimes you tend to lean on the stars more than you're supposed to. Because to make, you know, for them to, to be great, you have to do your job too. You know, you they you, you don't want your star player to ever say, man, f all it. I'm going to do me. You know, <laughs> you don't want that. You want to be like, yo, trust me, I'm, I'm, find me in the corner. I'm going to hit my shot every single time. Right. You know, so you can be free instead of you just saying, yeah, man, forget these guys. Let me go ahead and because I did that all day. <laughs> as soon as the game started, as <laughs> soon as the game started, man, forget these guys. I'm going to do me. You know, <laughs> so, you know. He, he started out with a plan, but then when it started to go, you just scrapped yeah, that. you know, but, you know, you still got to, you know, trust in, you know, the process of everyone else because, you know, the more they hit shots, the easier it is for you to do what you do best. And you hear words, brotherhood, family, all that. All the time, you know, players would talk about, describe their teammates like that. But really, that's what it is. Sometimes you butt heads, sometimes you support each other. But the point is, you need to have that bond because when times get tough, you got to know where everybody's at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How, how do you, between you and Kajani specifically, how do you guys share both the workload and the spotlight? Uh, the workload and the spotlight. I would say me and Kajani, we share that pretty well. We like, we play, we play as a team. Our uh, coach makes sure we play team ball. And so with me and him, it's like perfectly fine. We just click automatically. We're not really that big. Like we're not too much on the hype. We don't really care about the spotlight and stuff like that. We just come out and hoop, try to give it our all every time on the court. So, you know, I mean, that's <clears throat> that's what you got to do. I mean, you know, it's always when you have other stars on the team, it's it's always sacrificing. You know what I mean? Sure. You got to sacrifice a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, still, why trying to be dominant? Yeah. You know, you just gotta you know pick your spots. Um, you know, when I was in the NBA, even in college, you know, um, when I was surrounded by, they, it was four All-Americans and then me. Uh, <laughs> you know, I wasn't the All-American, but <laughs> the point guard was All-American, the three was a McDonald's All-American, four was a McDonald's All-American, the five was a McDonald's All-American. So, but because I was the dominant scorer, it's still, I had to understand the process of who's on, who has an advantage, where can I try to figure in, and, right. you know, not to get lost between this star power. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, this person has a mismatch, you know, I'm on fire, you know, okay, it's his time, he hasn't touched the ball. You know, so you still have to try to figure out how to process that. But also, an easy way to dominate for you without, like, taking away from anybody else is in a penalty. You know, once you get in a penalty, it's seven, it's ten. That's when you get super aggressive. Yeah. You know, because every time you get fouled, that clock stops, you at the free throw line, no shot attempt. You know, that's that's the secret to being a dominant scorer 
when you get into the penalty, that's how you can be super aggressive without being selfish. Um, James Harden, Kobe, Allen Iverson, um, like you, to, to be a great scorer, to be a dominant player, the penalty is where most of your game is. Um, that'll take you from, you can gain six, eight points just off of free throws that has no impact on the game. Because you got to remember, once the penalty starts, that means every time you decide to drive, the big man has to make right. either a nice play or let you score. You know, um, guards, full court, hand checking, pre one foul, you got you get to walk all the way down. So that's when you got to start understanding, you know, the element of this untapped market that, you know, like, like when you see James Harden and you're like, yo, he's doing the same move. Why can't he? Because they'd rather give him that shot than let him go to the basket and he sits at that free throw line. Right. You know, so now, now his free, his free three is basically free for him. Because it's like, I'd rather him keep shooting these fadeaways versus him going to the line, shooting two free throws. This person getting in foul trouble now. Yeah, I gotta sit him. You know, so it's 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 part of that chess match where you gotta, you know, understand. For sure. I go before we go any further, I think what we gotta do is we gotta put this, we gotta put this resume out there. All right. So this is sophomore season at Winward for dealing 16 points, five rebounds, and eight assists a game. First team all league, all state here in California, number three ranked in California, class of 2022, max prep, All-American, and ESPN top 50. All right, I say that. Ooh, as a sophomore? Because we put that all out there. Now, we're gonna throw another thing in there, and I'm glad you got to the end of the game and the importance of that because a clutch player, which is significant company, right? Mm -hmm. and we, we're, the, the, the shot I'm thinking of is a shot <laughs> against Fairfax, the walk-off. I knew this was gonna come Game winner. <laughs> Right? Um, why, why? Of course it had to come up. <laughs> I knew it was going to come But up. something that you can obviously appreciate and the importance of being a clutch player, which is something that you build up to. It doesn't just, it's not in everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So for you, take us through that. That shot against Fairfax in the playoffs. Uh, was, was, break it down. So it was crazy. I remember we called a timeout and the play wasn't even for me at first. But I knew coming into the timeout, like in my head, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm about to game it. Just give me the ball. Give me the ball. So we sit down. And then I remember the play was for, I think, our big man, Marcus. And I'm looking, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to try to make something up. Like, I'm going to try to buck the play and go get a bucket, right? So I remember we come back out. Devin is at the high, uh, high post. I hit him in the high post, give it to him. I clear out because he's supposed to give it high low. To, he's supposed to do a high low with Marcus. And then I remember he couldn't get him the ball. And Devin didn't want to. He was like, here, just take the ball back. So I had to come back and get it. Devin passes it and almost throws it out of bounds. And so right there, it's like three seconds left. So I got to run and get it. Then I just take two dribbles and do a step back. And then I just knew as soon as it left my hand that it was going in. You know, so funny, that's, that's usually the best shots. Like, as soon as he said it, I don't even think the play was for me. Those are the, those would be the key, the, the, the key shots when the play wasn't for you and you mentally already accept responsibility for the shot. Um, that was, you know, um, my Chicago series when the play was for um, Larry Hughes, but I was already on the bench talking about just give me the ball. Right. I got this. <laughs> you know, so once once I seen players moving, I was like, oh, open spot, dribble, you know, took my shot. But did the game slow down for you in that? Most definitely. So that that is, that's when you know you're a gamer. Um, while everything is moving fast, everyone is hectic, the game actually goes slower. 
So you can actually see everything developing while everyone is still moving faster. And, you know, that usually seems the key to guys who can hit shots at the end of the game. You know, it's you call them the last two-minute players where they just have a knack for just hitting shots over and over. They that The pressure means nothing. The game slows down, and they can just visualize everything. I remember I hit the shot, and I just remember everything just went silent. So, yeah. <laughs> and then I just see everybody just running out to me, and I'm like, oh, snap. I'm about to get ran over. <laughs> it was scary. And then my coach, uh, B. Woods, ended up grabbing me. And then if you see in the video, he's literally choking me, like trying to hold me. <laughs> but he's happy at the same time, but I don't think he realized that he was like really choked. Like, I couldn't breathe. But it was, it, was, it was a pretty good experience. But I mean, this is probably my fourth game winner for them. And yeah. I did two this year and then two last year, I believe. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But also, it was like in the playoffs, and it, it was at home. Yeah, it was at home. Which is the best kind of game winner. Uh, you have the home crowd. It was win. love. It was the, for sure the, love. The best kind of game winner is at home because you have the home crowd, but the real best game winner is it's on a, the road. No, for sure. It's on the road shut them because, because, because it's a different. Because, you know, this game winner, everyone's cheering. That road game winner, you become instant villain. Easily. That you become the you instant villain the for that group. Like, you just took their soul. Like, they had hope, and you took hope away from them. Yeah, but that's you. You want to be. I don't want to be the hero. I want to be, like, be carried out in their shoulders, man. I want, that, too, I want right? the hero. Which one was better? Nah, I want to be the villain. See, the, the villain, villain is better. The villain is better. Like, it's that feeling that you have. Like, you can just see everybody in the stands and everybody on the other team. You can just see their side. The, the and just sad like, thing. Yeah, like, you're walking out of there like, God. Like, like it's just... Like, it, you got to remember, home crowd, they're already cheering for you. So there's really, it's, that's nothing. It's, so they're going to cheer louder. It's cheering. They're yeah, already get that cheering. victory lab. Which, okay, so, now, if you, was, if you was in a crowd and someone just hit a game winner on you, yes, that feeling you just felt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that feeling you just yeah. felt, the thought of just, ah. And what you said, slowing the game down. Even just... Great players slow the whole game down. But then when you get in that last two minutes, those clutch moments, I'm thinking of a guy like Paul Pierce, which he literally slowed the game down because he played at that pace, right? But then also he had to realize that that's, he wasn't trying to be a thoroughbred. But then he also, in the clutch, was that was suited for him. So yeah, how do you know, actually do that? Though? That's, I mean, it's just, it's in you. It's, it's just something it's your you. brain does. Yeah. It's everyone that, listen, everyone is not a game winner. Like, as many superstars as there are, all superstars are not game gamers. You know, you have superstars, you got gamers. This gamer can be averaging five, 10. You know, you, you got Sam Cassell. I mean, he made one all-star, but he was a gamer. So the last two minutes, we knew who was getting the ball. Um, you know, you have Kyrie, you had LeBron. Kyrie's getting the ball. You know what I mean? So you, you have your players on this person deserves the ball. He doesn't show that he can hit shots over and over. You know, every level you go on, no matter, you're going to be that guy they give the ball to at the end. You know, Clippers, Lou Williams. You know what I mean? From from whatever whatever team he played for, when it came down to hitting big shots at the end, he always had that ball. That shot he hit. Yeah, this, uh, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, what I'm saying is, yeah, he he did it in the that. playoffs last year. But, you know, if I'm Doc Rivers, I know who I'm giving the ball to. Some guy who's been doing it for 10 years. 
You know, I mean, Kawhi comes second option to, I mean, you, you're just fortunate to have two of them on your team. You know, that's... But I'm thinking about those kids that every kid does this in their driveway in the park or whatever, the 3-2-1, they hit that game winner, right? But would you agree or disagree with this? It's, we always talk about the, the mental part of it. So is it equally mental as much as heart? Because you got to have that. If you're going to if you're gonna practice more, you got you to gotta have the balls, really, right? It's, it's this. Because it's mentality, the mentality is I'm not afraid to fail. You know, I'm not, af- I'm not afraid to, to lose this game on a shot. Once you can process that part of it, taking those shots becomes easier. You got to remember, nobody wants to miss the shot and everybody's looking at them. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you know you're down one and you take the shot and everybody's like, oh, you, people don't like that, that we're, lo- we're looking at you moment. So a lot, of pe- a lot of people shy away from it. They shy away from big moments because they don't want to be the bad guy. So if they, you know, if they're balling, they've, you know, they, they, they got 45 and then it's three seconds left and they got to hit that, that the one that counts. They don't, they don't, they'd, they'd rather turn that shit over before they, they miss that shot. <laughs> they're ready to turn the ball over before they, they, they put that shot up there. You know, it's, it's the, it's the person who just does not care. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't care. But like, like somebody like Westbrook, he don't care. But he doesn't know how to slow his, his, his mind down to be consistent at doing it. Like somebody like Kyrie, his mind consistently slows down for those shots. You know, you just got to be a guy who just, I don't, you know, this is just another shot. Let's go and get buckets. Yeah, for sure. I would live and die with me shooting that last shot. <clears throat> if it wasn't me shooting that last shot, then I'm just like angry, <laughs> mad, and like I need to be the one that's taking that last shot. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, I can, if I miss it, so we're back in the lab. Like, I just yeah. well, also you want to control your own destiny. But that's but that's the but but think about it. What he's saying, like you know, he's mad if he doesn't take that last shot. Now you think about all the and great. Now like, what if? What yeah. if I? Like, what if? Yeah. Like now think about all the great shot takers, the Jordans. Like when 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 uh <laughs> when Phil wrote up the play for you know um no Steve Kerr, and he just couldn't like I got to pass a who. You know, it's just right. the thought of it. But those, Kobe, like, pass it to Shaq. That, no, like, you know, those guys, that's, the, that's the, mind, the mindset that you have that we can only win it with me taking this shot. Like, right. I remember with, it was um, Pippen and uh, Tony Kukos. That's what, that's what I was just saying. Yep. So actually, that, and then, Phil, Phil knew that it was to draw it up for Tony because... Even though Tony made Scott the shot. Scott is a great player. Probably better player than Kukos, but the shot you want, the shooter... Piven was so mad that they didn't draw the player for him. He didn't even come out. Yeah. He, like, literally stayed but, on the bench. But, you know, but, <laughs> but as a coach, too, you have to understand that, well, Pippen, you're not a gamer. Right. You know what I mean? You, you've never been in a position to hit game-winning shots because of Jordan. He's carried a team overseas, so he knows how to hit shots. I mean, you know, you still got to play that, but, you know, the ego sometimes of us not knowing. Like, you can't tell Russell he's not you know, a guy who's not going to shoot the shot at the end. You know, he'd rather lose 100 games before <laughs> before he let someone else take that big shot. And, you know, that's what, you know, LeBron is great at, understanding that that's not my, that's not my expertise. Right. You know, that's yours. So I'm going to, I'll play the first three quarters, fourth quarter's yours. You know, he understands, but he gets knocked for it. You know, he gets knocked for not being Jordan or Kobe-like. But no one's re- understanding that, 
His gift is understanding who is and not conflicting with that. Let, letting that person say, all right, you can be the guy at the end of the game. I'll be the guy for the team right here. You take the shots. Because at the end of the day, if you miss it, they look at me anyway. <laughs> you know, so you have no pressure. You know, and, that, and that's what people don't give him credit for. Yeah, I would say I, the, the game that comes to mind was the All-Star game. Remember, he, he drove and he kicked him. Pretty sure it was Darren Williams, kicked out for a three. Mm-hmm. But the idea was he's going to get all the attention anyways. So it's, they're all on me. So I'll set you up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Knock it down. Did he? No, I think he turned the ball over. <laughs> it was the All-Star game. Turned the ball over. There we go. <laughs> but for you, you just said you hit four game winners, yeah. right? How many have you missed? None. Okay. Yeah. Four, four, four well, the point is, like, that famous Jordan quote was, you know, I've failed over and over time because you think we all know the ones that you've made, the times you've had success, but you're going to miss them too. It's just going to happen. That's no, okay. Because sure. you can handle that too. That's, that's the lesson to learn. You can handle I mean, I looked at that quote and said, oh, I mean, he missed more than he made. It's not a good stat. <laughs> it's not a good stat. You know, what, you know what's a good stat? Six rings. I mean, yeah, that's I'll a give, good stat. But, you know, when you talk about game winners, I mean, you, you're shooting 30%, bro. I don't know if the ball should be a game. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's what was funny is when I looked at that stat, I was like, Nah, nah, I don't want to be. I don't want to be that type. I want to make them joints. I want to. <laughs> I want to flip that number around and make more than I miss. You know, and there was one time I was forty-six for fifty-one. There was one year I was forty-six for fifty-one on game-winning shots at the end of the game, quarter, and period. I remember this season was my probably my worst three-point like percentage. Like I think I was shooting maybe twenty-five percent, thirty percent. But still, game winner, game winner. I still am gonna take yeah, I mean, that that's shot. Yeah, that's that, that you process you process the game when it counts. Yeah, you know that's that's a different ability. That's a good, but that's a good one. That's going that's gonna take you far. Gil, you got that shine today. Me, I smell good. I don't know if you got that close <laughs> yet. I don't know if you want to, but I got my work scent on today. My work scent from Hawthorne. Your work scent. And you have that extra glow about you today. I know you're camera ready at all times, mm-hmm. but what's the secret? Lotion. A lotion. I'm, I'm, I'm lotioned up. Hey, and this is all from our good friends at Hawthorne because we took a quiz. Mm-hmm. And they custom made our whole care line based on our makeups. We're different. Yep, we're different. Obviously, you can tell. There's some obvious things. <laughs> There's some not, obvious not things. So, you know, not so yeah. obvious. But so here's how it works. We took a two-minute quiz, and Hawthorne told us the exact colognes that were best for us. Also, lotion, shampoo. Bar soap, the whole line. And now we're wearing it. We're demonstrating. We're models, Gil. You always wanted to be a supermodel, didn't you? Huh? You always wanted to be a supermodel, didn't you? No, I didn't. didn't no. Nope. I just like to be lotioned. You out. like to be high maintenance. <laughs> so here's what you do. You too can look this good. Yeah. Check out Hawthorne at hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E. And use our promo code. No chill. To get... 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. With that promo code, no chill. No chill. To get 10% off your first purchase at Hawthorne.co. Get right and smell good like mm-hmm. me. I go. We got something that's near and dear to your heart. We're going to break this out. The shirt that you have on, Dylan, let's get a shot of this. There it is, Mud City. Mud City. Mud yes, City. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So 
as a sophomore in high school, you've got a brand, clothing line, you're packaging yourself already. That's everything that you believe in, and you're an LA kid, so. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is you know, this, this era is showing us everything we missed. You know, um, you know they're, they're, they're coming in, the kids are coming in with all around, you know, marketing basketball package. You know, branding. You know, T-shirts. I mean, I mean, <laughs> to have a T-shirt company as a sophomore, it's like, well, we we had to wait till we got to the NBA to think about this. You know, it's like, you know, the things that we were thinking about when we got to the NBA, our third, fourth year. You know, you guys are doing now. You know, so you're building brands from you know an early age. So by the time you even get to the NBA, you. You're your own. You're your own entity. Right. You know. You're not relying on anybody else to. You know. You're not relying on a Nike, Adidas to brand you. You already done branded yourself. Smart. And also, man, it, basketball is your job. You know. Let's just say that. So, as part of your job, it is this because you have people following you. You have fans. You know. They're gonna only grow the further you go along. So be ready for that with your own you know, your own image and your own likeness. <laughs> Basketball is not a job. Studying the game is a job, right? Studying the game, learning, um, understanding it, you know. But the court part of it is, is, is just life. That's just, <laughs> that's just, that's fun. Like, I, I, went, I, I couldn't wait to get on the court to show them what I done studied. You know, so the game itself is not, is not a job. When you start looking at this as a job, you start treating it like a job. Like, oh, man, when do we get off of work? When do we got to, right. you know, nah, nah. Like the, the studying, the putting in the hours of, you know, practice. Practice is the job. All that, the game is the fun part. The game is letting you see what we done learned. You know, the company is a job. You know, making sure the T-shirt's right and this and this and this. You know what I mean? So, you know, you're going to put more time in the process all around versus the, the output of the, you know, what you do on that court. That, you got to remember that court, 38 minutes, 40 minutes, 48 at the most, at the most they can play you, you know, 48. <laughs> so all you're doing is just preparing yourself for this 48 minute. You no, know. for sure. Playing a game that, like, you love and, like, every day that you can go out, like, one thing, I love practice. Like, I love working on my craft. Mm -hmm. But the fact that, like, I could play a game that I love and also get paid for it, yeah, that, it's crazy. <laughs> That's what I said. When you, when you start understanding that part, then the game opens up more. When you start looking at it as a job, you're handicapping yourself yeah. anyway. You know, because that's what, what a job seems like, you know. When, when you start, this is the game I love, as long as I put my heart into it, whatever, it everything is going to come. And the hundreds of millions, all, all that's going to so Like, you got Mahone out there, you know. I mean, the way he even played the game, just I'm left-handed. I mean, he just plays the game just because he loves it. It rewards him. Right. You know what I mean? So you, you have to put in the work, you know, for the fun. I was talking to our guy, J-Mac, on the phone the other day, and we were talking about how it's just, you're, it's, you got to love the process. You got to be in love with the journey. And you can really never relax. Really, you don't make it until you get a Supermax contract because you get the rookie deal, you get your next deal, and then that sets up. So you're always working to that. Then what do you do when you get there? 
It's about winning. It's about championships. It's one, you got to get two, you got four, you got to get five. Mm -hmm. Legacy, all those things. So there's always another rung up to get to. But the point is on all this is to know how it works. You got to love the competition. That's what you loved about it. That's what you love about it now, as well as the work that you put in. But also knowing how the whole machine works. Media, branding, right. you know, being able to be fan friendly. Mm -hmm. That really matters. Marketing, something else you're in love with. But back to basketball and you're working on all these things, we're talking about Mud City. What is the, the Mud City message? <laughs> the Mud City message is basically like getting it out the mud. So basically for like all the players around the world who's like playing, doing all this stuff, working real hard, but not getting the recognition for it that they deserve. And so I feel like we created this brand to like show those players like love and like this is for them. So that's one reason why I made it. Getting it out the mud, here we go. Getting it out the mud. Mud city. Mud city. <laughs> so where have you come like from? What are you working on? Well, where I come from, it's like nothing is given. You got to earn it. You got to take it for yourself. And so that's one thing that, like, that's why I've created, that's why we created this brand right here. It's for, like, to get it out the mud. And I'm a dog, and so I'm going to go get it either way. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's the mentality that you're going to always have to have, um, that nothing is given. You know, when you step on that that court, no player's gonna give you thirty. No, they they're not gonna just say, "All right, look, are right, you gonna go score 30, And then once you score thirty, let me play. No, no, <laughs> that's not gonna happen. You know, you got you're gonna have your in your defensive players. You're gonna have teams trying to stop you. You gotta remember, they're trying to stop you from doing what you do. You know, so you gotta take it personal. You know, and that's how you you have to look at it. That every opponent that steps in front of you is trying to stop you from a dream. It ain't, a, you know, it ain't, it ain't that they're trying to beat us, you know, as a, t no, they're trying to stop, they're, they're trying to stop me from going where I want to go. Oh, no, this no, is war. Sure. This is, this is, I'm going, I'm going to enjoy taking it to you. You know what I mean? I, that's why I said uh, when I was, I practiced so much, when I seen triangle and twos and boxing ones, oh, man, oh, <laughs> what? What? I get to score on two of y'all at the same time? Good. <laughs> Good. You know, and that's that's how you have to look at it. You have to enjoy. You have to enjoy that zone. Oh man, okay, coach. I see y'all weak over there, huh, coach? Uh, it's funny because like when I play against my friends and stuff like that, in between that 94 feet, it's like I don't know who you are. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna do whatever I can to like destroy you. After that, yo, what you doing later? Let's like let's link up. Like let's go. Let's go to a party or something. Like you know, like let's hang out. And that's funny because sometimes people are like, man, you were cool. Now you're just a dickhead when yeah. we're playing basketball. Then game's over and like, oh, now you're cool again? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I Competition. Remember, you know, my friends growing up, um, every single day we'll play. <laughs> we never played team stuff. So it'd be five of us. And we never played like two on two or two. On. It was always 21, everybody for themselves. And we all fought. Soon as you got the 1921, the foul and all that, we all fought. It was a big old one on one on four fight. And then once someone hit the game, when they were back friends, like none of it ever happened. You know, <laughs> we did that every single day. Black eyes, busted lips, and all right, started up, you know, 1921, you already know what time it was. <laughs> but that's what made us. That's what, you know, that's what, you know, I know how, you know, everyone looks at the NBA now and says, oh, you're soft. Yeah, because of the rules, you know, this these rules are different, but we all started playing street ball. I stayed with my cousin, SB, who's from San Diego, 
And so I remember we had this one time where, like, maybe this is like his second week here, I'm outside just shooting around. And my ankle's messed up. I shouldn't even be, like, outside playing. Mm -hmm. So like that. he comes outside, starts shooting with me. And then we're just playing around. And then I remember it just, we just ended up starting playing once. And then it didn't, like, I'm, I shouldn't even be playing. And now I'm just, like, going right, trying to go at him and stuff like that. We talking mess. Turns, we about to fight outside. Like, it gets real competitive yeah, at the house. Yeah, like, yeah. we pushing each other into walls, like, <laughs> throwing each other into chairs. But, like, it, it gets crazy. Like, I don't like to lose. Like, I will do anything. Like, it's, it's bad. That's, 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 that's basketball. That's, that's basketball. That's when you know you have the competitive spirit when, you know, just shooting around turns into a one-on-one, turns into a fight. <laughs> <laughs> right, if you're going to beat me, you're going to end up with something. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, not going to yeah, be able yeah. to play the next day. Yeah, that, that game winner going to have to be from a half court. You threw it up somewhere. There ain't going to be no easy jump. Yeah, it's going to be something lucky. Is this, this is good for you to know, is there still an initiation process for young players coming up, or even if you're on a new team, at one point you got to prove yourself? It, it, not, I can't say it is or it isn't, but, you know, young kids are coming in the game with a whole, a whole different set of skills that most of your, your veterans are, haven't seen. You know, it's just not anything. Like, when I came into the league and you got this, 35-year-old man, you know, th th you know, there's no rookie haze in here. I mean, you can try, but my skill level is so high level that you have to respect the process. Okay, but you know, what so, if it's the other way around, though? You're the 35-year-old man. I'm, I'm thinking uh, no, but a guy like Jimmy Butler. You can have all the skill in the world, young fella, but I'm here. It works until it doesn't. You know, because th the, the kids that's coming in, their self-esteem is so high because they're giving the keys you know, here's the keys. And he's coming in with the bop, bop. You right. know you know what I mean? So it's like, you, you see the talent and be like, all right, let me, we're going to hit fall back before I'm on, a, I'm on the opposite sit, the, the opposite end of young fellas, you know, growth. Because at the end of the day, it's all about the youth. I don't think every guy gives it up that easily. And that's why those guys are gone right after. <laughs> gone, now, and the guy's gone two games later. Oh, he's a, he's a bad, you know, he's a bad locker room guy. That's where that comes from. Because he's bumping, he's trying to hold his position against the future, you know. And and, and it's not like it's the future of a veteran team; it's the future of a young team. You know, if you're if you're you know you're a young player and the whole team is young and you're this old guy trying to, nah nah nah, we're gonna do it this way. Nah, bro, you gonna yeah, your flight is about to, <laughs> your flight is coming and your team is coming too. You're about to get traded. You know, it's you know you or you got to be the Drew Holiday. You know, you don't think Drew Holiday is the best player on that team? By far, he's the best player on that team. But he understands, for me to last, I got to, here's the keys. I'll fit in where I get in at. You know, I'm, it's one of those moments until some veteran team wants me. But I'm not going to sit here and bump heads against these young kids and I get a bad mark because of it. So, you know, it's one of those. That's a game with inside of a game. I think it's get in where you fit in. Anyhow. What did I say? Fit in where you get in. It's all right. I'm just going to make it look good right there. <laughs> I mean, it's both the same at that point. Different but the same. Yes, okay. But also that guy, it can be your team. You mentioned Sam Cassell. It can, you can run the, run the show. Do all the work behind the scenes. But you know the marquee player is the marquee player. Yeah, I mean, you know. But Zion that's, selling tickets. 
Yeah, like then it was uh, Kevin Garnett was the right. man on the team. Right. And Sam Cassell is the veteran who got the ball at the end because Kevin's like, you get the ball at the end. But, you know, but you, you look at a team like Melo. Once, once that team became younger, you know, and those little things Melo was used to and they're all the players like, uh, we ain't even winning for you to be talking to us like this. <laughs> but it's not even the way you play is one thing. It's the voice in the huddle, the voice in the locker room. You know, the guy that's kind of, all right, this is on me to, to set this, you know, set the table here or whatever. Like uh, Chris Paul right now. Yeah, but but who's the best player on the team? Chris Paul, right? Who gets the ball the most? Alex, the, the Christian Alex, the, the, the Shea Gilgis. Yeah, yeah. I, I got you on that one. Yeah, okay, so he gets the ball. No. Like, see, he's, instead of him, them two bumping, because Shea is a point guard too. He molds them. He teaches them. And that's... You know, that's that's what it is. So no matter what team you go on, either that veteran is going to teach you the ropes or you're going to learn it on your own and you're going to get out of here. You know, there's no, there's no, I drafted, I drafted the young boy for a reason. You know, and you're going to either, you're going to be here long enough to help him or we just going to ship you off and bring a veteran who wants to teach him the ropes or he's just going to have to learn the ropes on his own. And that's just, you know, that's just how the game is played. You know what I mean? There's nothing you can really do about it. Sure. <laughs> and we talked about you and Gajani and the idea of, you know, you push each other, the dynamic duo that you are. So in a situation like this, it doesn't always, it's not always uh, the two of you. There's other people to factor in here. It might be you on your own and you got to get in where you fit in. See that? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was clever. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Adil, let's talk about your future. All right, so where you're at now, you're, you're coming up on the high school landscape. How do you balance having one eye on where you're at now and where you want to go? Uh, well, of course, where I want to go is, of course, make it to the pros, be in the NBA. But where I'm at now, I know that I have a lot of more work to do, and I got a lot of more like, stuff that I need to do before I can even make it there. And I know that all comes with like grinding, making sure that I'm doing well academically as well as on the court. But I would say to get there, I would need, like, just, like, making sure I got the right people around me, making sure guide, guidance is one thing for sure, and then making sure I'm staying in the gym, working on my craft, and different stuff like that. The process of just getting to where you get is just hard work. You know, you, sure. you got to do your part, and your part is making sure when those doors open up, you are ready to go through them. Um, you know, putting put in a thousand percent in won't guarantee you the NBA, but if you don't put a thousand percent in, it is guaranteed you won't make it. You know what I mean? So, you know, you just put yourself in the best possibility of getting that chance. You know, um, you know, you're, you're, you're a freak of nature. Uh, you got a hell of a first step. You know, that's going to be that's going to be your bread and butter. You know, that, <laughs> that, that first step, you know, you just got to perfect it, you know, perfect your moves around it. You know what I mean? You got to understand, like, what that gift that has that gives you the advantage over kids. You got to start understanding because you got to remember, high school, the same kids, college, the same kids, NBA, it's the same people. So if you blow past him because his foot was slow in high school, you're going to blow past him in college. You're going to blow past him in the NBA. You know, it don't, it, it, his, his speed and foot, it don't change. You know, he still has the same, you know, he's just going to get smarter on how to guard you where you got to get smarter on how to burn him. You know what I mean? So it's just understanding the process and just really, you know, um, Grinding, 
you know what I mean? Basically every day, just every day, process. grinding and trusting the process, learning your game, understanding your weaknesses, perfecting those weaknesses. You know, it's not a it's not an overnight thing. You know and I mean, don't don't ever look at it like, well, I can't go left, and then you know, no, I'm just no, just it's the process, step by step. You know what I mean? Your junior year, work on something different. Senior year, bring in something different. If you go to college, first year college, work on something different. NBA, work on something different. So you you have this this plan of just elevating your game. It's not one of those things where, oh, I don't have a left hand, I can't shoot, I need to put it all in. That's not, no. Right. You know, <laughs> you don't have to worry about it like that. It's just, just process, just elevating. So eight years into the NBA, you don't have, a, you have a full package and you're a whole nother player. You know, that's, that's, that's how we build. That's how you build it up. Uh, the other thing, so some offers that you have so far, we got UCLA, USC, Arizona. Who else? Uh, Kansas. Um, Poof. UC Irvine, uh, Stanford. UC Irvine, Stanford, um, Arizona State. Um, basically a, a bunch of Pac-12 schools, and I'm just starting to get some ACC schools. Okay. So with that in mind, you're a guy that likes to ask questions. So through the recruitment process, there's a lot, you're evaluated, really that happens. What kind of questions should Dylan be asking? The coaching? Well, whoever's, whoever's uh, you know, in front of you. None. Because they're recruiting you, right? So they're gonna say whatever they think you wanna hear. You know, that's part of recruitment. You know, to sell you, to sell you something. You know, is you, you're going to have to do your own research on every program, every program style of play. You know, how, how, how did they use their guards versus, you know, every other school? You know, so you, you want to make sure that you're going to situations that fit your game. You know, that, that, that makes, that highlights your skill level versus, you know, someone who's walking the ball up the court, putting you in the half court offense. Like, you know, that's... That doesn't highlight you. No matter who they're bringing into the pros, that doesn't highlight your skill level. Right. You know, so you you have to do more visualizing than asking questions because you know when you start asking questions, they're just gonna oh yeah 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 we'll run all the offense yeah th- thousand minutes as a freshman <laughs> they'll say whatever it's, it's recruitment <laughs> you're supposed to say whatever you know you just want to make sure that their offense their, their their style represents you as a player. So in your mind, have questions but say less. Yeah, how that sound? I, I can tell you this. Good in my mind. I was told, yeah, you'll play a, a thousand minutes here. This one, you'll be a starter here. The, the school I went to said everything I didn't want to hear as a player. Uh, you, you won't, you won't be playing your first year. We're gonna redshirt you. <laughs> first year, redshirt you. We're gonna, we're gonna put you like Jason Terry. Jason Terry, that's. Red shirt plus four years, like God, that's five years in college. Like you're saying all the worst things that I got. Like you know, I'm a player. Like yeah, you you gonna be one and done or two and done. Like that's what I'm trying to hear. Like yeah, you are gonna be starting over this guy. Like nah, none of that. Right. Man, you are you the third. You're our third option guard that we're looking at. We got two other players in front of you. Damn, this is <laughs> like I just watched your highlight tape on the plane coming here. That's what you know. Ludosa told me. I just watched your highlight tape. You know, oh, wow. this guy, you know, Rodney Tension loves you, but I just watched it. <laughs> you know, you look like a guard that we was, but, you know, there's two guys in front of you, you know, so we're going to, you know, we're going to watch them first and make sure that whoever they, like. That's not exactly a compliment. You know, <laughs> but, I'm, but I already scouted them. 
Right. So, you know, I'm looking at their guard play. I'm looking at everybody that's went through their program, you know, from Damon Sotomayor to Steve Kerr to um, Bibby, Simon, Jason Terry. So I'm looking at what they're producing. So what he's talking about, I... Oh, oh okay. As soon as he left, hey, Dad, I want to go take a recruiting trip today. He said, boy, are you crazy? The man just told you you ain't going to play. I'm not worried about what he's talking about. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm not, I'm not worried about what he's talking about. I'm going to be whoever's over there. I just need to be in that situation because the, the offense they run is for me. Like, it's run and gun. Like, yeah. You know, so... That's that's all of it. Like I'm, I'm get to run up and down full speed all day. That's what I want to do. And he was like, "All right, well, tell the man you're coming." Told him I'm coming. You know, we had a, like a little scrimmage out there, and I balled out. Told my dad, "Oh, they terrible." <laughs> <laughs> Came back home. He said, "You want to go there, right?" I said, "Yes, sir." So I called Ludos and said, "Hey, you know, I want to come. You know, I'm ready to sign." And then they thought about it and said, "All right." Let's go. Choo-choo. There you know? we go. Yep. Went there. They that shit got to got to campus. Red shirt was out of the window because I was starting. Yeah. <laughs> I was starting. You're not gonna tell me what I can't do, you know, but but that's that's how you have to look at it. You have to look at it like, you know, I don't I don't care who's going there, what's putting me in the best position, you know, to be, you know, elite player. Takeover moves. All right. All right. Question time. Ask Agent Zero time. Did you ever have a moment in life like where you just like, I can't do it no more. I do. It. I want to quit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we was. Um, <laughs> I was in. I was in Golden State, so I already got drafted. So I got drafted thirty one, thinking I was top ten. Um, you know, I'm thinking like you know because. My process on how I got to everywhere, it was just arrogance. Right. Like, I'm better than you. I'm about to show you. Well, I remember I got drafted, and I said, I'll be starting by the middle of the season. Click. That was my interview. Print that. <laughs> Click. <laughs> right? So the season's going on. Like, I got Molly Watt the first five minutes I got into the game by Carlos Arroyo. I mean, he put a move on me. I still won't watch it to this day. All I know it was, ooh, ooh, ah. It was one of those. The crowd, like, I got benched. And then from there, I'm just watching the game going. I'm just sitting in, sitting here, and just, like, you got to understand for, so, you know, Jason Richardson, you know, he's a starter. You know, when it came to one-on-one, he couldn't stop me. Right. But it was like his game processed different in NBA game, and I couldn't understand that. Like, ha, ha, ha. like he's averaging 13. Like, wow. Like, and then I get in the game, and I came score. Like, I got benched, and and you know. So, and then when practice came, and I'm like, okay, I'm about to show him in practice. There's like, nah, young fella, nah, the veterans are gonna practice. And I'm like, I thought veterans don't practice. I thought they let the young people practice and they just get to sit on the side and, you know, veterans like, nah, I didn't, you know, I'm trying to work and still get my time. Like, come on, dog. And then I'm like, yo, Jay, let me come in for you. And he'll be like, all right, cool. I come in, coach like, no, 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 not right now. Jay Rich, come on, we got to put some plays in for you. You know, so then it became no play, no practice. And then now, you know, you're playing against Vince Carter, watching Vince Carter dunk on everybody. And then, and then watching a the player like Atino Mobley, who's not a star, in his league, you know, he's not a star. 
he out there scoring 30. So I'm like, ain't the people who ain't even star scoring 30? <laughs> so I'm sitting there because at this point, I'm like at the two, and I'm like, yo, I'm not ready. This is a bad mistake. I called, I called Rodney Tension from Arizona and said, yo, I think I made a mistake. Can I come back to college? Like, I, I, I don't want to be here, bro. He was like, chill out, bro. You just work. And he said, I'm going to make you a highlight tape so you can watch yourself and see what you do best. Oh, yeah, man, I get all that, but you're not even seeing what these dudes are doing out here, man. These boys is, like, they're on another level. Right. So I remember. So I said, you know what? He's like, just listen, just outwork everybody. Just work. So I started coming to just three-hour practice. I was like, I'm, I'm, we practice at 11. I'm in the gym at 5 o'clock in the morning, just working, working. Like, I get the highlight tape. I'm working, seeing my game. And I remember we're in, we're in Denver. No, we're in Utah. We're in Utah. We're on that West Coast trip. We're on, we're, we're, and I've been doing my own thing. Like <laughs> I've been doing my own thing. So I'm in, I'm before the game. Like I got there at three o'clock. Took a cab. Got there at three, and I'm working my ass off. Right, Ugh. laid out, tired. And then the trainer comes in and say, "All right." Time to work. And I said, sorry, boss. I'm done. <laughs> you know what I mean? I done been here since, you know, 3 o'clock. He said, fella, that's not how it works, young fella. When I tell you it's time to go, it's time to go. And we're going to do some bleacher work. I said, oh, man. I just did bleacher work, too. I said, hey, ask the cameraman. I've been here working. You see, I'm drenched. He says, how many minutes you play a game? I said, uh, none. He said, then you need to keep working. And I snapped. Hey, oh, no, no, no. I snapped because he said, that's why your ass don't play no minutes. Because you don't understand it. You don't know how to be a pro. <sighs> F you. <laughs> F this team. F everything about it. All these players, they, they don't even practice hard. They don't even play hard. We done lost 10 games in a row. And I'm sitting on a bench with the same suit. This is an embarrassment. I come in here and work. I'm the hardest worker on here. And y'all don't play me no minutes. I'm done. I quit. I'm out. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just frustrated. Right, yeah. I'm just frustrated. I go to the back of the locker room and just zone. I just don't talk to me. Don't. And when, when I said, we went to practice the next day, I subbed myself in. Don't tell me nothing. Don't tell me nothing. And... I called one four flat. Mm. I said, I'm done with all, all of this. I just sit on here watching this all the time. One four flat, guard me. Pop, pop. <laughs> you should see the joy I had. They sudden me out, but I didn't care. Like, yeah, I just proved my point. I just proved my point. And what's so funny is, boom. Got a they, put me, they put me in the game. They put me, a young fella, they took me off of IR, put me in the game, and then just took off from there. But it was like, it's like I gave up, but it wasn't like I gave up on, like, like quitting. I gave, it's like I gave up on the process that they had me under. I didn't like that process. This, this process didn't, wasn't working for me. <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't working for me. And when I mentally quit this process and just said, being a nice guy, I'm a star. And you guys are gonna start treating me like one. Forget this 31 pick. <laughs> you know, and I and and that was that one time that I was like, you know what? But I did have doubt early. That's what, you know, when I called like 
you know, like, I don't think I can make it. But once I watched that highlight tape and seen myself doing it, because you got to remember, you're, because I wasn't seeing myself be successful, like, I'm not practicing, I'm not playing, I, I doubted that I was good right. or what did I belong. And that highlight tape reminded me of what I did, you know. And, and for any kid, you know, when you're going through hard times, when you're going through hard times, there's going to be hard times. There's going to be games where you feel like, man, what's going on? And, you know, you pop in that tape. Watch. Watch yourself be successful. You know, it's and it's it's just to give you that eye. You know, I, I'm pretty sure you've watched games in the NBA and you've seen a really good game and you got hyped to want to go out there and practice. Course, play. Yeah. yeah, and that's the same. That's the same thing. You're watching yourself and you are hyping yourself up. You know, so keep you a highlight reel of yourself. You know, just, <laughs> you know what I mean. Even if it's a you go over ten, yeah, halftime, hit the play. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That that. that, that I knew I could do all that. And you go out there and you go watch. It just, it just gives you that, that, that confidence for some reason. I know you don't have a story. Trust me. I was just going to say you don't trust the process. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next question? I don't trust the process. And then I just got one more question. I just wanted to, like, what does it take to be a pro? The willingness to get better. Um... Just the willingness to get better. You know, it's, you know, I've, I, I always say, you know, treat yourself like a computer. You know, you always got to update, you know. So being a pro means that you are just willing to accept, you know, information and understanding, okay, this is good information, this is bad information, you know, and to process it, update your, 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 your brain, your, your game with new, you know, information. You know, being a pro, you know, that's all being a pro is just understanding that as a pro, I need to be the best I can possibly be and work at being the best. You know, that's from, you know, watching, you know, interviews, you know, like, okay, let me watch Kobe. Let me, let me watch, you know, how LeBron answers Jordan, you know, um, you know, Tiger Woods, you know, understand like the, the, there's, there's a reason some guys are just elite at everything. Because they're processing, they're understanding. You know, I'm pretty sure when Tiger Woods was coming up, he started watching Jordan interviews and how he, un like, you know, okay, this is a trick question. Let me, you know, when people throw trick questions, it's like I got to reflect it and throw it back. You know, you got to, you know, that's all part of being a pro. Just understanding each level of it and trying to perfect it. There it is. All right, we're going to wrap this up. But let's get out on this one for the road. Dylan, we're a fan of you. We've watched you come on. We were glad you're here today. Appreciate it. Put this out there. Give us, give us a goal five years from now. What's, what else are we going to add to this resume? Five years from now? Well, of course, the goal is also I want to win a state championship this year. Well, this year, next year. But also, five years from now, I want to be able to slide. I want to be in the league. I want to be a pro. But not just a pro. I want to be like, like, I don't want to, I want to say like a pro pro, but like somebody that's like, you know, I want to be one of the greatest, like one of the best. And I know that's going to take work, but that's, that's one of my goals for sure. It was five years from now, that, you could be a two-time, three-time All-Star, All-NBA. He's got goals for anything. You know what I mean? I, I mean, you took two years. You got two years. There's the... 2022, 20, is that the uh, year that the, yeah, yeah, by 22, you can go. I mean, shit, if you leave, 23. Oh, 223. 
So you have to go to college one year? Has to. So you have to go to college one year? That means, you know, first year is rookie of the year. Second year, boom. There you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? All-star. That's, that's yeah, two good that's, years right in there. That's, see, that's you already. That's, so you got to think like that. Like, yeah. Because you got to remember, if you, if you throw your goal that high, think about the work you got to do for it. For sure. You know what I mean? That's just, you know, I, I always tell kids, throw goals, like real goals out there. Because what happens is it, it, it keeps you focused. And it stops you from looking at real time. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, you don't really get to enjoy real time because you're so focused on a goal that you really want. Like, you know, if you're like, oh, I want to be an all-star in five years, that means you are preparing yourself for all-star level for five years. That means your training is going to be different. That means your work ethic is going to be different. That means your mindset is going to be different. Your gameplay is going to be... That means you're not even paying attention to high school kids no more. As a sophomore, it's like, I'm done with them. I'm looking at five years from now, okay, I'm going against Trey Young. Can we start studying? You know, you start really fast-forwarding yourself up there, putting in that work ethic. Tunnel vision. We say you put it out there on No Chill. We want to look back on it and see it happen. Yes, sir. Or Gilbert Arenas, Dylan Andrews, Mud City. Mud, Mud City. Don't forget about Mud City. Yes, sir. I'm Mike Baticello. It's been No Chill. Remember, you can catch us every Monday at 8 o'clock on Fubo, and we'll see you next time.